and welcome to Operation Adopted, where we explore the individualized nature of adoption. To do this, we have conversations with individuals who have been adopted, also known as adoptees. Whether good or bad, every adoptee has their own story to tell. Here on Operation Adopted, our goal is to provide a platform for those voices to be heard. Hi, and welcome back to Operation Adopted. I'm Elizabeth, and today we have a special guest on who I've known for quite some time. If you want to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Tessa. Well, welcome. Uh, excited to have you on my show. First thing we'd like to do on the show here is to kind of have you give a short overview of your experiences and your process of adoption uh, from your perspective to see how it went or um, what you remember and kind of through that we'll have a conversation about your life. Um, well, I was born in coming up uh, September 18th, 1996, and then I was adopted on September 25th, 1997. Uh, my mom started the process probably about 95, and then she went over to China on the 18th in 97, and then a week later she adopted me. Um, she, we were there for, I think, a couple, maybe two weeks, and my grandmother tagged along as well, and then we flew back. I don't remember much because I was one and maybe like a week or so, so I don't have clear memories of anything. Um, but it was more just chaotic because it's like you're going to a completely different country and it's a huge different experience. And then it's like, here's a baby and then you have to go back. But um, yeah, yeah it was, that was pretty much the beginning of it, I suppose. And then my mom always made sure I never like forgot and or lost any of my culture mm-hmm. and to be proud of being adopted because like there's no reason to hide it and or disguise it. Um, but yeah, so it's always been a very like defining factor of me as a person. It's never been something I've tried to hide Mm -hmm. I suppose yeah that makes sense so you mentioned your mom so you are adopted by just your mom correct yes adopted by a single mother no siblings um it's definitely lonesome to kind of be by yourself because you're just learning how to entertain yourself um and it can get kind of lonely when you can hear all your friends like with their siblings hanging out and then if you the one thing about being a lonely child is there's a weird stigma with it, but you also learn how to be independent very fast because like you have to. Yeah. Um, so in those moments, I definitely was like, man, I really wish I had someone to hang out with. Yeah. But as like, but then I have days where I'm like, it's very nice that I don't have to like entertain somebody yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. That's um, but then obviously if you get in trouble, then you can't blame someone else. It's all your it's fault. It's just your fault. <laughs> that's fair. Your mom being a single mother, do you, how do you think that was growing up from that perspective for you like you only had your mom yeah I mean I never think much of it until honestly it's brought up to me because like it's such a normalized part of my life and like my mom and I are very close and she is a very good parent to me um so having a father figure was something that never really like I felt like I was missing because she also has two brothers who I have so I have two uncles and then my grandfather who I was very close with who he passed away when I was like a kid but I had that male like presence in my life, but I never felt like I was missing anything per se, because for me, like, I don't know when people were like, oh, like the male presence of a dad, like doing all the stereotypical things of like, oh, like sports and stuff. And I was like, but why is that specific to a dad? So like, I never felt like I've missed anything. Do you know what led your mom to adopt from China specifically? Um, I know she was going to go to Russia originally, and then oh. some things happened with the process that it ended up not working out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she ended up going through China because I don't know the exact reason, but um, I think maybe the agency was like, oh, maybe here. She never gave me the full on story why. Oh, um, 
so I don't actually know like her definitive reason why she chose China. Mm-hmm. Um, but she kept in contact with all the other parents and my China cousins that we were all adopted together. China cousins. That's yeah. cute. I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your cousins. We we use China cousins because uh, my mom went with like a bunch of other fam- uh couples who were adopting within mm-hmm. the same agency and coming and like going to the same orphanage yeah and my best friend who was also adopted we were in like we're technically china cousins mm-hmm. but when we like that's our closest closest link to a biological family that we have yeah um so when we were like really young they were like well we don't want them to grow up and say like mr mrs because like it oh. just seems very like hard to explain that to yeah. a very young like infant yeah um so that's why they came up with china cousins so whenever oh, like from my okay. best friend who's technically my china cousin yeah we also like to joke that we've known each other longer than we've known our parents yeah that's funny <laughs> um so whenever i <laughs> see her mom it's always aunt and uncle it's not like mr oh, and mrs because that's how i grew up saying them so like for sense. her perspective my mom is always aunt bonnie and oh, that's okay. just how it's been yeah because we're like our quote-unquote biological family. Yeah, biological family. With, so you mentioned biological family, you don't know anything about, so you don't know anything about your biological No, unfortunately, family. no, I was not left with any inkling of who they are, if they're even still alive today, and where they are. Or if I have siblings, all that's a huge-ass mystery. Do you ever struggle with your identity because you don't know who your biological family is? It, honestly, the biggest thing that I feel like isn't talked about for like adoptees is not knowing your medical history is shockingly a lot more yeah. stressful than you'd expect. Absolutely. Um, it's something that I, like, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, like, family trees and stuff, which also is important because, like, it does kind of suck that you can't see your family lineage, like, going down generations. Mm-hmm. But the whole medical history thing is very scary. Scary. It's very scary because if you want to have kids, you don't know what you're carrying. And like you mm. can only dig so deep into that. And then when you find a new doctor, you have to kind of explain that. Mm. And it's not like a shameful thing. It's more just like a big question mark. You're like, mm. I don't know. So mm. like that whole part of your identity where most people can trace back, you're just like, mm, we'll just see what happens. Well, I don't know. It's good luck. It's kind yeah. of all you've got. All you have is, is just that, which is ironic you say that because actually a couple people I've talked to so far have mentioned that that's something that really bugs them. Yeah. Because they have nothing to say. Yeah. It's also the one thing that happens to a lot of adoptees is whenever they bring something up like, oh, I don't know my medical history or like, oh, I actually don't know this past because I'm adopted for like A, B, C, D reason or whatever. Yeah. The one thing I definitely that like really... I'm not a fan of, and I understand it's coming from a place of sympathy and a good heart, but when mm-hmm. people will say, oh... I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, like for what? You don't have to apologize because I'm adopted. Like it's it's, the stigma behind it is very glossed over in society. And it's something that I'm, it's it. I never think about until it happens. And I'm like, oh, I don't have siblings or this because I'm actually adopted. And then people like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't really know how to respond to this. (laughs) Like, What do you want me to be like? Oh, Thanks. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away now. It's fine. Yeah. It it does happen a lot though. There is such a negative stigma behind adoption. From your perspective, what do you? Why do you think that might be? I think it's because in the idea of the typical American dream or the typical family idea, mm-hmm. having biological children is what is pushed on you from a very young age like that's mm-hmm. what a true family is is having yeah. the white picket fence and a dog and a partner <laughs> and like biological yeah. kids and then whenever people hear adoption it's this taboo idea mm-hmm. that for some reason some people think having an adopted child that does not share your exact bloodline makes your child and family less um valid yeah which is something that i really don't like because adoption 
within the country or without the country, wherever you're going, like that doesn't make your family less of a family just because you don't share a lineage of a mm -hmm. bloodline. Like, you know, it's just it doesn't it doesn't diminish what you've created with your family is your family. Yeah. Or like your parents are less of your parents because they didn't give birth to you. Like, no, my yeah. mom is still my mom and she's always going to be my mom. Yeah. Even if I meet my birth mom. No, like she's yeah. still my mom. That's not changing anything. Did people ever look at you growing up with your mom and look at you funny like oh, i know absolutely. i had that absolutely my mom comes from an irish heritage and irish family in yeah. pennsylvania dutch so she's very pale freckles bright blue eyes bl like strawberry blonde hair mm -hmm. and then i'm adopted from china so people would be i'd be like oh this is my mom and then people would be like wait how's that what? work <laughs> like when i was younger i was very naive to it and i would like try and explain it and be like give them the whole layout but as i've gotten older and like i can tell people aren't genuine with the question or they're like coming from a place of ignorance mm -hmm. then usually i come with something snarky to respond because i'm like <laughs> also <laughs> when people were like oh and also besides adoption i could have had an asian father yeah like it doesn't just because you don't look like your parents and everyone's like oh but like how how like, does that work I'm like okay <laughs> all right I mean, yeah i mean i used to get a lot of time oh so your mom must be asian I'm like no yeah oh so your dad's asian no no well there's times where people who aren't adopted from china they're adopted from in the country mm -hmm. or are still like Caucasian yeah. white. Then they're adopted by a family that's the same, but they may not be the same lineage. Yeah. But people don't ask that question for them. Yep. They're just like, oh, you look different. But yeah. that's normal. And along with that, it's just another part of the stigma where it's mm -hmm. like, well, you don't look like them. So how does that make you feel? It's very weird because like I don't, again, like being an Asian person, I like that's, I just, I'm a Chinese person. I never try and like hide that. So when people are like, oh, but you don't look like your family or like your last name's very Irish. I'm like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't understand the point. Have you gotten negative comments in your life because of it? About being adopted? Yes. It mainly comes from people that think that having an adopted child makes your family not like 100% of a family. a family because you don't share, like, as we said before, we, you don't share that bloodline. Huh. So it's more like, oh, but like, you don't have biological siblings. Your parents didn't have biological children. It's like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that like, we're not still a family. No. So in terms of negative comments, it's more like that, like the family's not real mm. because you weren't birthed from your mother mm. but like people told my mom that when i was like a really young like child or like i was an infant people would be like oh i see some resemblance and my mom would be like what like you don't need to like gloss over with this like idea weird. i mean again like maybe the father or the other partner could be like of that race and like mm. it's a mixed baby mm -hmm. but people like try and give that sympathy like oh but you kind of look alike and I'm like no you don't have to say that. <laughs> it's fine we don't look alike yeah to the point where i don't know if this ever happened to you either as a kid but i played sports when i was a kid played basketball i got hurt one day like when i was playing my mm -hmm. parents were, were there mm -hmm. and i got hurt i was crying on the court and all this stuff and so the coach picked me up and took me to an Asian couple, like the only Asian couple, because you know Southern Lehigh is, which is where we went to school together. Yeah, the school district is a very white neighborhood. Yes, and there's rarely anybody else that's of a different ethnicity yeah. or race that lives in that area mm -hmm. or goes to that school district. Don't know if that's the case currently because I've been there, but they took me to the only Asian couple there, <sighs> and I started crying. Words, so like that's not my mom. <laughs> oh my god! And my parents are like, she's mine. <laughs> I've like, never had that happen, I can say. <laughs> oh, like, my God. How do you not know? Like, 
you're my coach. Yeah. You've seen them drop me off every day. Like, what are you doing? It's the assumption. Yeah. And I'm like, no. That also circles into the how the subtle microaggressions and racism toward Asians is just like non-existent because <laughs> people are like, oh, well, like, you're fine because all the stereotypes are like you're smart and you're good at math. I'm like that what that's still not like but what if i'm not yeah and also like you're stereotyping a race based on something you saw on tv like the racism is still there for asians but it's not discussed as as much and it only became more into discussion because of covid and people were like oh this has been happening and people like yes and you choose to ignore it Mm -hmm. because it's inconvenient it's very inconvenient for people and it's easier for them to just say oh you're asian so you must be really good at math we're gonna pair you with these people because they're bad at math yeah, and I'm like, no. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how race works, but no, okay, nice but try. Thank you. I appreciate it, I guess. I sucked at I suck at math. Oh, same. But yeah, growing up in a primarily white area with a high school like suddenly high, which is great, but like yeah. I think it was me and maybe four other Asian kids. Mainly they were all most of them were adopted too. What are the biggest emotions you think you felt because of your adoption? Based on things that you've already said, like going through puberty, it was definitely a lot of confusion because like when you're going through puberty, you're always already going through so much like hormone changes. You're growing up. What the heck's going on? But then also like you don't know your past and that starts to really sink into you and you don't know your family, like well, your biological family. And you're like, oh, God, like it's starting to like resonate inside of you because you're also going through like growing up and you're like. Uh, so mainly it was confusion. I never felt ashamed of it. Oh, yeah. um, it was more just like very confused. And then sometimes I felt very left out because mm-hmm. like all of my friends would talk about their like family gatherings and like how there's all these generational things and like just really fun inside jokes or like traditions for their family. Mm-hmm. And like obviously that exists through my family, but it also is like it's different because, you know, you're not sharing that like long generational like heritage but it's fine it's also i think it was also it got frustrating whenever um i remember this when my cousins were born because i was i think like 15 or something i can't remember but my whole family just had this discussion of how oh they carry this nose from this side of the family i can see this from that side of the family and i was like sitting there and i was like it stings a little because you're just like you're never going to really have that discussion with your family because you don't share any physical attributes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, this kind of sucks. <laughs> what do you say? Either you're not going to be like, well, that's hurtful because I can't have that conversation or you didn't have that conversation with me. It's just a common conversation people tend to have. Yeah. Without thinking about it. It's more I think the mo- most emotions I felt with being adopted was confusion and frustration. I never felt ashamed or like I hated it or I tried to hide it. It was just more like Ugh, this is why? frustrating. Yeah. And then it also gets frustrating when you like think about your birth parents. If you have connection with them, like great. But if you don't, sometimes that comes to thought of like, what happened? Like, why? Yeah. The, you asked the question, why? Why did they give you up? Yeah, exactly. Which is another thing that's interesting where you're talking about culture and traditions and things like that for your own family and adoptive family is in how they do it. It's different for the culture that you were born from, though. Mm-hmm. So with that, you said mentioned earlier that your mom kind of did a pretty good job of, of integrating that into your life. How did she do that for you? Um, there's a group of families uh, in the area called FCC, which is Families with Children from China. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all families that have adopted 
children from China, and they always like tried to celebrate Chinese New Year and show the kid show like when you were growing up like traditions and holidays that exist in China. So you never completely lost your culture or where you're from, which I really liked because I mean. It's so easy just to be like, okay, well, like that's not a part of you anymore because like you're here now, yeah. and that was、uh, something my mom always made sure I never like forgot.、Mm-hmm. Is we'd always like celebrate Chinese New Year together, and we'd do little traditions and like watch movies about like, oh, what it's like to like live in China as a day, like as a kid. So like you always, I always kind of had some part of it with me, so I never just completely like erased it or forgot about it. Oh,、mm, that's neat. I like that. I liked it. That's cool. This is a weird question, and I just thought of this now. With that group,、mm-hmm. are majority of them female or girls? Yes, you don't have really men, males, not really. At all, and all、right? my China cousins that like from my best friends group, like when we all were adopted together in ninety seven, all of us are female. That makes sense, though. Yeah, if you think about culturally basing it, it oh, makes yeah, a lot、absolutely. of sense because when you're from China,、mm-hmm. you want a boy. Yeah. So and then the one child policy thing, yeah, it always makes it interesting because you, it does make you think why. I never it, thought about honestly, literally until you said that. Really, <laughs> that it's all females. It's all females. Yeah, it's all girls.、Mm. And you understand? I mean, you understand why? Yeah, because the cultural basis is one child policy. So, I mean, it's changed over time, and I've discussed this in a previous episode. But one child policy, and you want a man. Mm-hmm. Like you want a male because they will take care of you when you get older. Whereas、mm-hmm. a female, quote unquote, if you're going to think about the whole stigmatized culture of that too, that you would marry a man and then help him with his parents when they when they got older, and you would leave your parents behind. Yeah. So the idea of just having females in general、mm-hmm. and mainly females be adopted from China, it does. I don't know if that makes you feel anything if you if I'm not thinking about it before, but eh, it's just weird because I honestly like never internalize that, and I'm like, oh my god, we it's literally just all females, yeah. Like what the heck? <laughs> it doesn't happen often where it's a male. Yeah, very infrequently. Typically, if it is, it's because they had something quote unquote medically wrong with them, or、yeah. were designated to have something medically wrong,、yeah. which. Also, it's kind of messed up. Yeah, it's fine.、Mm. <laughs> the process is weird. It is a very weird process. Well, the process of adoption from another country too is interesting because a lot of the time they call it from an agency that you're match, like you get matched with a child, or they 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 get to choose what child you're given. You don't really get to pick. I don't know if your mom got to or not. Is my but、yeah. I don't know if you ever discussed that. But for my parents, and I know for another. <laughs> Another friend of mine's parents, for who adopted from China, they match quote unquote matched you with the child. Like, what would be your good match? Let's find out. And it's like, wait, wait, I don't. Weird. It, it does, especially if you're you were one, right, when you got adopted. Yeah. So how do you? How would you know? I don't know. My mom actually got my picture. Like she was able to like. Choose that sounds so weird. I chose my child, but like you know what I mean. Like she chose when she was signing up. Like. For the process, she was like, "Okay, I want an infant, female, and a healthy child." Yeah. Um, and then come, I guess as time rolled on, they sent her my picture and my Chinese name, and、yeah. then she was like, "Okay." And then when she went to China to adopt me, like that's pretty much what happened. So I guess, like, I guess she didn't technically choose. She set her what she, she what she wanted. Yeah. And yeah. then they were like. Here ding ding! This is your match. This is your match. Well, yeah, yeah. Your so match. I guess yeah. I had never thought about it as a match. I always thought about that she picked me, but I guess that 
I mean, it does make she, sense. She did pick you. But it is also interesting, and they're like, oh, it's your match. We matched you with, like, the- With a baby. <laughs> with a baby. Then I'm like, how would you know if it would go well or not? I'm yeah. a baby. Like, I grow up, and you're not going to know what I look like or what yeah. I'm going to, like, turn into. Yeah. I could be mm. a terrible person. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> this is a question that has been asked of myself for a very long time, and I'm curious if you've ever gotten this as well since you were adopted from another country. And through an agency, mm-hmm. people used to ask, "Well, so what did you cost?" Did you- oh my God! Yes, I got that. <laughs> How much were you? How much did your mom pay? I'm like, well, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I never sat down and was like, "Hey, mom, how much did you pay for me?" Like that sounds weird. I don't know. What kind of conversation leads to that of asking your parents, sitting down with them, and be like, "So." <laughs> How much did you pay for me? <laughs> like, how, what was the financial burden of, like, going to pick me out? Like, come on. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a dumb question. Okay, it's not. There's no such thing as a dumb question, but that's a dumb question. It's a weird question. Like, people ask that question, and then it's like, uh, do, I don't know. Did you ask your parent how much it costs for you to be birthed? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like difference? if you flip the question on somebody else, they're like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, literally same. It's the same concept. It's just that they're pregnancy quote-unquote was a little different it's yeah just- and also regardless the child does not is not what costs it's the process <laughs> you know it is. it's the like if you're going to another country it's the flight it's the paperwork it's getting the clearances it's yeah. the entire process of the adoption not it's not the, the baby itself, itself. Yeah, it's like, you cost a lot <laughs> like what <laughs> like no that's like when you were born they weren't like this is the price tag of the infant like that no yeah here you go here's the here's the medium baby cost it's like the high level cost it's not like that it's just yeah i've been asked how much do you cost i'm like yeah and it half a peanut butter (laughs) jelly sandwich i don't know (laughs) like cost half a car yeah i I don't know what you want me to tell you because i would not know because we don't ask yeah that's not something we would ask no yes (laughs) question you ask how much did you cost or they'll be like oh don't you feel so lucky that you were adopted whenever i get those questions it's always prefaced with i don't want to no offense that's what it's always prefaced with it's no offense how much did you cost no offense like do you miss your family like it's always i'm like (laughs) why you should be like I just saw my family a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, no, like, you're real family. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. When you say real, I don't like that word. Yeah, I don't like it either. Using this connotation. Like, I don't like that stigma behind the word real. Or yeah. they'll be like, oh, why don't you ever think about your real parents? I'm like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what, how I feel. What's that supposed to mean? I don't understand. Yeah, it's very weird. When my mom was telling some of her coworkers, like when she was going to adopt a baby from China, um, one of her coworkers asked her, "Oh, well, what is she going to call you?" Because we don't physically look like she's adopting a child. She's not like biologically having the baby herself. And my mom was like mom like i don't understand what the question was but it's that weird stigma that just because you don't share that bloodline or your mom didn't physically have you it makes calling them mom or dad or whatever title not as valid well, that's weird i mean it's weird for me seeing people that don't call their parents by mom or dad they yeah just say their first name it's like yeah oh that would make me uncomfortable yeah it was i was just my mom was like i what <laughs> like what do you mean what do you mean was she gonna call me well, that's a weird question i don't really yeah know. never gotten that one that's a, that's weird. Ew. Oh, also, but have gotten 
So you, because you're adopted, oh, so you were unwanted. Just, again, not, like, being passive-aggressive, not being angry at people, but just <laughs> thinking, what do you say to that? Honestly, if someone comes up to me and says, like, oh, so you were unwanted, my first reaction is usually, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, no, like, your parents didn't want you. And I'm like, oh, have you spoken? <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like, when I was adopted, I was one. I don't remember anything. So... I, I straight up don't know. I just tell them, like, honestly, I was an infant. Like, do you remember anything when you were one years old? Probably not. No. If you do, that's great. But yeah, it's like, probably from pictures. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I just tell them, like, I honestly don't know. I was one years old when I was adopted. I yeah. don't remember China. No, because you were a baby and were, you were left on a, like, at a station, right? Yeah, like a park bench or train bench somewhere in a public transportation center. And, again, those things are things that we're told Yes. Not what we remember. No, they were. The only reason I know that is because when my mom went to adopt me, it was she got the certification of adoption, mm -hmm. uh, my quote unquote birth certificate, and then the certification of abandonment. Yeah. But the way like my I don't know if this works for you, but the way my birthday is, yeah. is because my birthday, September 18th, that wasn't the guaranteed day I was born from my biological mother. That was the day that I was found on that bench and turned into the orphanage. And I like, it's so funny because they're like, oh, well, your birthday could be as much as two weeks off, whatever. I'm like, okay, that's yeah. fine. But so many people were like, what if you're secretly like 30? Oh my God. Like, I, I get it all the time. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> I think I'd know if I was like five years older. Yeah. And you'd tell a five-year-old from a bait, like an infant. But yeah, so that's the only thing is like my birthday is the day that I was turned into the orphanage. Same with all of my China cousins. That's how all of our birthdays are. Oh, my was the I, it may be the same but my yeah my birthday is not my set in stone birthday yeah. it is what they est estimated it to be so they don't know actually when my birthday is i'm sure your birth certificate looks similar you mentioned your birth certificate it must look similar to mine there's like nothing on it yeah it's it's like a picture of you and a very it's all in chinese and it's extremely brief yeah and then the one that i got well yeah, i had to get one from here so yeah. when my parents came here i got a new one they got mm -hmm. a new one for me and it literally has, like, maybe two lines on it. It's, like, your picture and your name because you don't have mother it. or father. You don't have time of birth. You don't have place of birth. Yeah. It's just, it's this weird. is a child. This is it. This is, you <laughs> were born. This is your receipt. <laughs> this is your receipt of birth. Yeah. Here you go. And I looked at other people's birth certificates before because I had siblings and, and things like that. I was like, what does theirs look like? I want to see it. Yeah. And it's like all these detailed things. I'm like, what? It, why? I have to admit, being adopted, though, I'm very interested in my adoptive family's genealogy yeah. and the history because coming from someone who obviously like I guess I, I don't like using the word outsider but you yeah, know this yeah, perspective yeah. Yeah. I love seeing like where the like physical attributes come from or yeah. the history because it's so cool to look at mm -hmm. and especially when I have friends that have siblings or and like my partner's sister I'm always like I love seeing like oh well you look like this because it's just I find it absolutely fascinating and I personally don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because also it comes when people are like don't you miss your family don't you miss your home country or whatever I'm like <laughs> ew okay for sure. but it's also like I don't know my uh, my biological family no. maybe if I knew them it would be a different I'd feel different but I don't even know what they look like I don't even know if I have siblings if I do and my parents I don't even know if they're alive it's not something I like resent anybody for it's just I straight up don't know yeah and there's nothing wrong with that the best way to probably deal with it is to just not dwell on it it's yeah. okay to think about it yeah Every now and then. I've, I've definitely thought about it every now and mm -hmm. then. Like, well, where did my eyes come from? Where did my yeah. nose come from? Where does this come from? But 
I'm never going to get the answer. So there's no yeah. point dwelling on it because if exactly. you dwell on it, that's just going to make you spiral downwards. And oh, it's yeah. Not healthy whatsoever. So it's just healthier to just not. And it's easier just to not think about it. Yeah, exactly. So you said you had a certificate of abandonment. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing. Maybe I have one. I just never knew. My mom has all of our stuff in our firebox, which is like all the important documents. And yeah. that's what she got from the uh, orphanage agency was my birth certificate, my adoption certificate, and then the abandonment one because that's how huh. I was found. Interesting. Like, I don't know why you need a certification of abandoning somebody, but I guess when it comes to turning in an infant to an orphanage and saying, like, this, like, this happened and it's like a date thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, in China, it happens a lot, which is really sad because of the one child policy. And sometimes, like, sometimes parents, my mom told me this, will kind of wait and make sure the baby gets picked up, but they'll kind of. Mm be in the background but to make sure that their child the, it's okay does get they're okay rescued but yeah i don't know it's weird i mean i don't know why that's why they, i have that but i do have it as part of like my I paperwork just, yeah i never knew that i've never heard of that before also that's such a terrible i know thing it's to such call a it. phrase it's <laughs> terrible <laughs> phrasing but it's what they call it so interesting huh yeah i would assume they would a parent i would hope that a parent would watch and make sure that their kid is actually yeah. picked up mm-hmm. and taken care of well. Yeah. But even nowadays, if I thought about that concept, it's like, where would I leave? Where would hey, where would you leave them? Yeah. That would be safe. I mean, I like to think that my parents did that so I would be found because it was a very Absolutely. public area. Yeah. Um. So I like to think that it was in the best interest that they wanted me to obviously to like have a better life than what I maybe they could give. I don't know. Yeah. But. Like, I am so fortunate and lucky to be in the situation where I am right now and have such a good family. And I have a lot of very close friends. And I have, I was fortunate enough to get a college education. Like, I'm extremely, I count my blessings every day of how lucky I am as a person because a lot of people would die to have any of that. So it's definitely something. And I'm like, man, like, I really, <laughs> like, life could have gone in so many different directions. And I'm extremely thankful for where I ended up right now and how my life played out because. Absolutely. So many people aren't as fortunate to have that. And that's something I do think about because being adopted, that where your life could go is literally in such a giant question mark. Like you could have been in the orphanage for a couple of years. You could have been there for a week. It's just you have no idea where anything's going to go. And it's also out of your control because you are like a a couple days old. Nobody, you can't speak and defend yourself or be like i don't want to go with them <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it was definitely I, th- I know my mom said it was a struggle because it was getting all like the medical procedures done and everything coming from an orphanage and the one thing that i th- think about when it comes to i've talked to my friends about this a lot too that aren't adopted is like when you're first born up to a year your parents are on top of everything are making sure you're getting you're either breastfed or you're getting formula you're getting going to the doctor routinely because like you're a baby but in an orphanage they don't have time for that like you're in a crib all day Mm -hmm. they feed you something and you don't really yeah and they don't take you to a dentist they don't take you to doctors to make sure you get anything i didn't i don't think i maybe had like one vaccine when i was in china and then when my mom adopted me and brought me to 
the United States, the first week was just doctor's appointments, dentist, like a pediatrician, making sure that like I had everything I needed because that first year of your life, that's usually so important. We unfortunately didn't have that. Like, yeah, it was kind of like a missed chapter. Um, but it's because I remember when my mom first adopted me and we had to go to the dentist stuff, they were like, well, she's one and her teeth are disintegrating because they didn't have proper nutrition, wherever the adoption agency was or the orphanage and it's something you don't think about because like it's so just you're like well yeah of course you have a baby and you like really take care of them yeah naturally but it's not the same concept when you are in an orphanage because they don't have that they don't have that time and they don't have the the resources yeah exactly what's been the biggest thing that you've learned from being adopted probably to treat people that are curious about it like by answering their questions even if it can get annoying is answering their questions and telling them more about adoption and how important it is people always be curious and that's fine and you're going to have to take that with a grain of salt sometimes because sometimes the questions do come off as ignorant, but you also have to kind of step back and be like, they don't have all of this information and knowledge that like I do about being adopted. So like mm-hmm. I'd rather inform people and be like, this is actually like what happened instead of being like, well, I'm just going to get pissed off. Like, <laughs> you can be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So w- with that, you would think that that's something that's a good experience that comes out of this. Yeah. What other good experiences do you think you got out of it? My China cousins. My best friend and I have stayed extremely close. um, Because it was usually, it was normally like, well, not normally. It was originally a very large group. I think it was about 11 or 12 of us. Oh, wow. And then as the years went on, people moved away. Life happened. Um, It got smaller and smaller. And my best friend and I, Chloe, are the only ones that really stayed in in consistent contact. Oh, wow. Um, So that I'm very thankful for. Mm. I'm trying to think of other really good experiences. Meeting other people that are adopted, not just from China, but like Everywhere. I had a friend in college that was adopted from um, somewhere in the United States. And we would always converse about it and kind of like exchange experiences yeah. and their struggles with the process of having because their um, brother was adopted from, I think, Mexico, I believe. And oh. they would always get comments of like, oh, you and your brother don't look alike. And they were like, yeah, what's your point? So. <laughs> but talking to other people about it and like teaching people about I think is a good thing because yeah the more people know the more it's like oh it's not as like this weird taboo thing no it's definitely not and those are good experiences to have come from it especially the whole idea of like siblings not looking like okay Mm -hmm. so what and you know my brother and you know myself we look nothing alike (laughs) yeah (laughs) by any means of the word but in school people would always be like I'm like yeah that's my brother Ben he's like uh no it's not yep <laughs> like what wait what you yeah. can't tell me no <laughs> people decide for you and they're it's like my, i don't think so that's my brother and they're like it can't be and like yeah <laughs> and and ben wouldn't like my brother ben wouldn't like announce it to people either and that would always make me mad i'm like ben you just gotta tell people because otherwise they're not gonna believe me yeah so i used to just be like go ask him just go just go ask him because clearly my word doesn't mean anything to oh, yeah. you at all just go ask so it, it, it's a very interesting concept and it is something that people need to learn about because otherwise they'll keep asking the same question or mm-hmm. stating the same thing. Yeah. And for people like yourself and myself, when they ask those questions, we'll answer them. Yeah. But for some people that would hurt their feelings or be like they exactly. would get defensive, but rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I understand where they're coming from. It, it, it does and can hurt people's feelings when people yeah. just don't understand what to say. I think if you're going to ask somebody who is adopted and you're genuinely curious about the process and or their experience, I think there's a way to go about it by saying like, hey, I have a couple of questions about 
your experience. adoption process thing yeah. if you're okay yeah um with me asking them and that can go for any conversation if Absolutely. it's something like a sensitive topic always like i would say if you want to learn more that's the best thing ever if someone's like hey can you tell me about this so i can learn a little bit more it's like absolutely absolutely but it is a sensitive topic so i mean i know i'm pretty open if someone were to come up to me and just blatantly ask me something i'd probably take a second but i would answer but some people i know might get offended and or defensive um but there's no harm in asking and also if you're curious just preface it like are you okay with me asking you these questions yeah like and most people you know they'll say yes yeah if you're being genuine if you're you're being being genuine if you're just being like ignorant that you're not then that's diff- <laughs> yeah that's different so what's been the hardest part of being adopted to you stereotypes mm. the stereotypes of um asian stereotypes not having a mother that looks biologically like me i've had people from my own family tell me oh but you were raised in america with a white family so you're basically white oh, and i'm like no. oh, <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> And that came from my own family. And I was like wow. very offended by that because I was like, why does where I grew up invalidate my heritage of being a, a Chinese person? You're- Just because I was raised in a primarily white household, American household, mm-hmm. does not make me less of a Chinese person. No, it doesn't. And that's something that really upsets me is when people say that like, oh, well, you're basically white. And I'm like, no. Well, you're not really Chinese. You're not really Chinese. You're not really like you're not really from there because you're basically here. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So that's something that I think is something that I'm never going to get over. And that's something that definitely does offend me is when people say that you're basically white Mm -hmm. or racism doesn't apply to me because I was raised in an American household. Oh, that's I've gotten that before. And it's been like, really? Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why? And they're like, well, your mom's white. I'm like, do I look white to you? (laughs) Like. It doesn't change the fact of how you look. Exactly. And and that's really where it stems down to with those situations. It's like, yeah, but outside looking in, if you saw me on the street, you yeah. probably wouldn't say that. And you also are taking somebody's, like, away somebody identifies and being like, well, that doesn't apply to, like, I don't like it, so I'm going to take it away from you. And I'm yeah. like, why do you get that say to say yeah. that I'm not Chinese enough for you? It's not their life. Why is there a prerequisite to make that, like, to be enough Chinese hmm. for you. Yeah. Like I saw a Weird. whole, um, I think it was like Ted talk about that, of this one girl that was like how much the Chinese culture is fetishized as well. And like yeah. people always ask questions, but sometimes it's never about like genuine stuff. It's like, oh, well like, but how, how ethnic are you or this oh stuff? And I'm like, I think it's the negative things are just the stereotypes and the really insensitive people yeah. that think that your life isn't valid because you weren't, your parents aren't your biological parents. Yeah. But it doesn't, that doesn't, determine the worth that you have or the value that you have as a human being it's like the double whammy of like that and then also being an only child is like that that weird negative it was like oh well you don't seem like an only child aren't most only children like really spoiled um that's rude and they're like oh well you don't you don't you don't come off like that i'm like i (laughs) i don't know how to respond to this even if they say you don't come off as that does that mean they think that you still are yeah it's it was definitely the um like both of those things of being an only child coming from a single well i guess three things coming Mm -hmm. from a single mother household and then being adopted it's always like the stereotypes that go along with being an only child Mm. not having a father figure Mm -hmm. and like people being like well like don't you need that role i'm like no No. i don't (laughs) and whatever role that is your mom can can do both yeah or or it doesn't even need to be that you don't even need that yeah your mom was enough 
for you and oh, exactly. is enough for you. And that's what people don't seem to understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's more just like the whole invalidation of like your background because you were raised American. And mm. it's like, oh, but you're not this enough. I'm like, uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, enough. That's the thing. Being enough is something that people say a lot to people who are adopted or at least that you seem to have gone and I've seemed to have gone. But that could really diminish people's feelings of themselves and their self-worth and just making yeah. them feel like they, they're not enough for people. Yeah. It was something that has been discussed before, but the idea of disappointing somebody or disappointing your mom, has that ever come up in your mind because people say those things to you or not really? Not really disappointing my mom. That's never really come up for me. Well, that's good. I've never really thought about that. That's something that's come up for other people. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's something for everybody or just like, you know, some people. What does adoption mean to you? Like, what does the word mean to you? Like, if you hear that. It's something that describes me. Mm-hmm. I am adopted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that I think needs to be discussed more. Mm. To me, it's something that I feel like people really need to look more into if they want to have a child or they, let's say they physically can't or they, mm. like, they're in a situation where a biological child is not a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's something that needs to be more in like it needs to be discussed more because it is there's so many babies in this world that need good homes and and, don't get them and they don't get them because people think that because it's not a biological child it's not as like cookie cutter Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know for adoption for me adoption's like something like that it needs to be discussed more people don't talk about it because it's people get weird about it yeah when they ask about it they're like oh but like i I, uh, I'm like, you, no, you can ask questions. It's it doesn't fine. have to be this weird subject. It's not. A, it doesn't have to have that negative stigma that it does. And I don't think of it as something negative because that's also, like, I identify, I am somebody who is adopted. Absolutely. So, like, whenever I tell people I'm adopted, I'm like, why? And they say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's not. No, don't be sorry. It's, it's not, not something a, you have to be no. sorry for. Yeah. But that's something that I hope goes away. Yeah, is, absolutely. like, the weird, like, taboo idea of that you have to apologize if someone says it. Mm-hmm. You have to feel bad. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to feel bad for me. No. no. It's just who I am. Yeah. And that it's looked as more of a great way to have a family and to have babies and have kids and, yeah, like, have a big family. It's, I don't know. I think people need to realize it's not as foreign as they think it is. No, it's not. And it's not a bad thing. A quote-unquote bad thing for the child either. Also, like, if you adopt a baby, it doesn't mean, like, you can't have a biological kid as well. Yeah, if you're like, able people, to, yeah. I feel like there's another thing is people think it's one or the other. It doesn't have to be. No. It's not, I mean, personal, my personal experience, that's not the way it yeah. was at all. I was the only adopted child of my family, and the rest of them are all biological children. Yeah. But I, it definitely, I think, sometimes makes it harder for people, but mm-hmm. that just means that you're willing to, to go through that yeah. with them. And that's their decision to make. Mm-hmm. So we are coming towards the end. So I want to ask you a few more questions and then we're good. Okay. What long-term effects have you gotten, do you think, from being adopted? Curiosity. Mm. I really want to go back to China. Yeah. Um, that's something I'd like to do in my lifetime. Also, general frustration with not being able to speak Mandarin. <laughs> yeah. I, I know we took Chinese in high school, mm-hmm. and then I tried to continue it in college, it's but hard. Asian languages are extremely hard, and without mm-hmm. ha- any language, mm-hmm. without having immersion, it's very difficult, especially as an adult. Yeah, no practice or anything, it's, you yeah. lose it. And it's something that, 
I know like it's a very own internalized thing for myself, but I sometimes feel ashamed that I don't speak Mandarin mm. when people ask me and they're like, oh, do you speak Chinese? And I'm like, I don't, unfortunately. Not really, yeah. And I wish I did. I really wish I did. But it's also like life gets in the way. And it's such a poor excuse. Everyone's like, just download Duolingo. I'm like, yes, but like, <laughs> That's it's not, not the works. same thing. No. So as for the past couple of years, it's been frustration with not being able to speak Mandarin mm. because I would love to be able to have that as part of my like identification, I suppose. I don't yeah. know how to phrase that. Um, yeah, it, it mean, it's, it's part of your culture. And it will help you expand that too. Yeah. So frustration with that um, because being bilingual is also a phenomenal thing to have. Mm-hmm. And then just curiosity, honestly. Mm. Those like, are two really good things to have. Yeah. And also as you get older and you think about having kids and whatever, you, you know, it's something that comes to mind, especially like with my partner, like he's also now realizing like the part of being in an interracial relationship, I suppose, is like yeah. the weird stereotypes that happen and the weird side comments, especially with COVID Absolutely. happening. Um, stare. I don't know if you get stares at all, but I get <laughs> in New York. I we were on the subway and I've had people move away from me and then make the comment like take your virus back to your country. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. Yeah, and my partner was with me and like, I didn't hear it, but he did. And he was like, did you hear what that person said? And I was like, no. And he was like, he said something about like you, like he moved away because you were Asian and like the virus. And I was like, and honestly, like it sucks because you get so jaded to that because it's so common. Absolutely. Um, But for someone who he's not used to that he was like i'm gonna fight them i'm like please don't fight them <laughs> um yeah it's you come it becomes normal for you yeah when it really shouldn't i mean it, it shouldn't have to have those experiences but they people yeah. say things like that it's also sad that it took a global pandemic to realize the hate crimes that happened toward asians mm-hmm. because it's like oh well you're like i saw this when i was um listening to a podcast about like Black Lives Matter when all that when everything is going on. Yeah. And one thing I really resonated with is that we have this fortunate idea of, that we're lighter skinned. So racism isn't like as Bad. applicable. And I'm like, yeah. that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. And it, 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 it actually maybe take that out. Yeah. It seems a bit dodgy. Sorry. It's a little bit, but it's okay. Um, I, I understand what you're saying, though. It, yeah, it definitely isn't in the spotlight very often, and there was, I guess, a reason for it, but yeah. whatever the reason is, I don't know, but recently it's become more of a thing. Yeah. Which is nice to actually finally feel like what you say in those situations is valid, it's slightly yeah. validated to be like, I actually do, like, what I say matters, and like, yeah. the voice that we have for that it matters, but... yeah. It's also the one thing I've noticed with being in an interracial relationship is because my partner is American. Mm-hmm. He's white. Um, I get a lot of people saying like, oh, like you don't date Asians. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that means, but maybe not. I don't or it's know. like, oh, but you're I've actually had somebody ask me, oh, you're allowed to date outside of your race. And I'm like, <gasps> what year is it? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, those are things I've encountered within my lifetime, which are so weird because I'm like, um, it's the 21st century, but okay <laughs> like yeah it's just a new thing it's like a new law like you're allowed to do this now yeah you should, like make something up on the fly maybe. but i think those are some of the things that have definitely affected you yeah it like, will affect you long term oh absolutely what people have boxed you in to, yeah but you don't fit their cookie cutter mold just because you don't physically look like your family <laughs> yeah exactly exactly or people will say this too i'm like you would have like a really cute kids mm. 
Your half kids Asian are babies be, are the cutest. I'm like, okay, well, ever. I'm a full Asian baby, so well, I was. <laughs> like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, okay, thank you. Yeah, I've gotten that a lot. Like, oh my god, when you have kids, they're gonna be so cute. I love Asian babies. I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, okay, they're like mixed babies are really cute. Great, great, thank yeah. you, thank I'm like, you for mm. that. I'm like, so this just seems like you're romanticize okay whatever it's weird it's a weird conversation and people say things and you're like oh okay bye yeah or just going up to anybody of any race being like half of your race and a baby's cute like, <laughs> not the full not though. the full thing just, just only half. half and you're like I, like how would anybody respond to that i don't think there is a response for that i think it's just a that's great bye yeah like what do you want okay thanks like yeah what is your piece of advice for someone looking to adopt a child I mean, it's a great option to start a family. It's a great option because there's a lot of babies that need homes. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like us, like we were very fortunate yeah. to be where we are. And I'm thankful for that every single day. Mm-hmm. Like I count my blessings about that. Um, I mean, from what my mom told me, it's a long process. Absolutely. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to be a lot like it's not easy, mm-hmm. but she doesn't regret it in the slightest. It's yeah. she's we're very close and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always advocate for it because if I if hmm. people like if my mom never adopted me, I would never be here and I never have the life that I have. No. Yeah. So learn more about it. Like it doesn't have to be like fly all the way to China for 12 hours. No, there's so many different options for adoption. Exactly. And there's so many even like children in foster homes that need good homes. Absolutely. Different ages, too. That's yeah. something that I always tell people. You can adopt at any age. Exactly. And there's a lot of kids that are in the system, which is very unfortunate that because yeah. they're not. A, a baby a baby they get left behind and it's awful to think about so yeah. i always advocate for adoption of any age yeah infant absolutely. teenager child like whatever age yeah it's it's a great option and there's a lot of people that like kids that would love a better life than staying in an orphanage for yeah. an indefinite amount of time well thank you so much for coming on Tessa. thanks liz it was fun it was enjoyable and i look forward to having more conversations with more adoptees coming up. Yes, definitely. Right? Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back again in two weeks with another story to share.